This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Every Day podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right, Matt Gouget, Get Better Every Day. I'm excited. I've got Dre Baldwin. Dre all day. We're going to get into a bunch of stuff, Dre. Um, I want to know how uh, you parlayed uh, walking on. Uh, to a to a D three basketball program to a a nine year professional career in basketball. I want to talk about one of the thirty five books you wrote. Um, some of the subjects you talk about in TED talks. And uh, so let's just start with uh, who is Dre Baldwin, and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, well, I appreciate you having me on, Matt. Uh, the two minute background: come from Philadelphia, now based in South Florida. Uh, like, as you said, only one year high school ball, walked on to play D3 ball, parlayed that into a nine-year pro career, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, while doing that, I started publishing to this brand new platform called YouTube, and that's where I started to build an audience of uh, basketball players. They eventually started asking about mindset because they found out about my background, and and they saw how consistently I was posting on YouTube, and this is before that was a normal thing to do, and that's when I started talking about the foundational pieces, the mindset pieces that became the foundation of work on your game. Those videos talking about mindset became my segue into a different audience because people who didn't play basketball started seeing the mindset content. And they said, well, Dre, even though you're talking to basketball players, that applies to us as well. And that told me, here's how I can segue out of the sports world into the professional world, the business world, because I always knew I wanted to get into business after sports. And that's exactly what I did. So I stopped playing ball uh, almost 10 years ago. And this is what I've been doing full sense full time ever since. I love it. I love it. And man, I can't tell you how many people I talk to uh, mm-hmm. that are phenomenal business professionals, entrepreneurs, or or you know what have you, that came from mm-hmm. a sports background. And so I love that whole conversation around you know why, what translated. And before we jump into that, like all the stuff that's serving you in business that you learned um, your, your time um, playing basketball. Tell me um, some of the stuff that helped you. Uh, because it's funny, I've got uh, a high school freshman, and I've got a fifth grader. And I see mm-hmm. these kids, there, there's levels to this stuff. And so I know how hard it is, you know, near impossible to play basketball at the professional level. So it takes massive amounts of like what you talk about, you know, mental toughness and discipline. Um, what was that journey like for you? I'm I'm just genuinely curious. Well, journey was uh, a challenging one, as you said. So I came from a Division three college. So it's not like you have a bunch of players who came before you who can take you under their wing and say, here's how you go play pro coming out of here, because there wasn't anybody. So uh, coming out of college, luckily I had one teammate who knew some people who had played overseas. So he was basically the the only person who had any information. And he told me, hey, you got to go to these events called exposure camps, because we both understood that coming out of our school alone wasn't going to be enough to get recruited to play pro. We would have to go and do something extra in addition to having played college ball, which is what I ended up doing. I went to this event called an exposure camp. For those who don't know what that is, it's kind of like a job fair, but for athletes. And you pay to go to these events. So it's a paid event. And it's about 200 guys who all think they're good enough to play pro. And you have two days to prove that you are actually good enough to play pro because 
because the audience is a bunch of decision makers from the pro basketball world. And I went to a event like that in the summer of 2005. I had to negotiate for my job. I used to work at the gym called Bally Total Fitness. I don't know if you remember them, Matt. Oh, uh, yeah. They're out, yeah, they're out of business now, not because of me. I did a lot <laughs> of selling for them. But uh, I had to negotiate with my boss to get a weekend off so I could go to this exposure event. And I did. And Played pretty well there, and I leveraged the scouting report and the footage from that event to get an agent, and that agent helped me get my first job playing overseas. So that's the, the short story of how I got started playing pro ball. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I think, too, mm. it, it applies everywhere. I'm thinking about it in the context of, you know, youth sports and at, at any level, I think. Um, and I'm trying to pull some nuggets out of here that I could share with my 14-year-old because uh, I love watching him play basketball, but I'm trying to impart listen, man, like you got to consistently work harder than everybody else around you um, in order mm. to keep keep leveling up um, in this game. And and really, I'm not doing that because I've got some dream that my kid's going to the NBA. I know it's mm. going to serve him in life, right? right. Have, having, right. having the muscle and having the programming to, I know what it means to work hard. I know what it means to continue to work hard. And sometimes there's not results. I'd love to hear from you, um, you know, throughout the the journey even before uh becoming you know a professional uh what what you would do to continually you know work on your game and hone your craft when you know every game doesn't go great every season probably isn't what what you dreamed of it you know how do you uh create that mental toughness and i know you've got some mm -hmm. stuff around mental toughness um to continue to work hard now, the biggest thing for me, Matt, was it was actually good that we didn't have social media because I probably would have been looking around seeing all the other kids my age who were way better than me and I might have been enough to make me quit. But since I was uh, ignorant enough to not know how good everybody else was, I just kept uh, showing up to the park and just working on my game by myself. And as I said, we didn't have social media. So I was really just, I would see someone at the park on Tuesday do something and I would come to the park by myself on Wednesday and try to do it myself and just try to practice it and figure it out on my own. Because again, we're not looking at our smartphones phones and following somebody on Instagram. This is just whatever you can come up with or whoever can teach you. And nobody was teaching me. So it was just consistently going to the park and I could see and feel myself getting better from ages 14. So let's say maybe 17 or 18, even though I had no tangible results that said I was getting better, I could feel myself getting better. And luckily enough, I was dumb enough to keep trying, you know, even after getting cut from my high school team three times, the first three years. And one year I made it, I didn't even play. I sat on the bench the one year that I was on the team. And then going to college, I just figured whatever school I end up at, because I wasn't going to go there based on sports. I was going just as a student, but wherever I go, I'm just going to try to walk onto the team. And I was able to do that when I got to college. So really a lot of it was not knowing what you don't know. And as they say about uh, golf, I don't know if you play golf, I don't, but I think that'll be eventually, that'll be my last sport, golf. It's hard, it's hard. Okay. Yeah, so uh, what they say about golf is that the younger golfer is, uh, younger golfer has less uh, things holding them back mentally than the older golfer, because the older golfer knows all the mistakes, because they made them before. The younger golfer is ignorant of the mistakes, so therefore they're willing to take more risks. And I think that applies in many aspects of life is that the older we get mentally, not age, but mentally, we're more aware of the things that could go wrong and the mistakes and maybe why we shouldn't do thing A, B, or C. And that actually ends up holding us back. So sometimes the more we know, the worse it makes it. Yeah, for sure. And and I love, I want to dig into to getting cut because, you know, mm -hmm. I've got examples. Um, you know, my my son started playing basketball later than all his friends. So in seventh grade, he was brand new to it, got cut eighth grade, tried out again. They had a really great team, got cut. 
made the ninth grade team. And I thought to myself, what a gift, what a gift to get cut, keep working hard and make the team because that's how life works. That's how business works. And so, um, you know, I'd love for you to, to take us back and, and maybe it's not a, a sweet memory of getting cut, but what was, what was the mindset there where you're trying out for the team? Um, you, you, I'm sure had, you know, some love for basketball and, and you get cut, you got to go back to the drawing word board, continue to work on your game. Um, what got you through that? What, what kept you going? Well, my, so I remember I got sent, my mom sent me to the rec center in my neighborhood to go try out for a team. And I was maybe 10 or 12 years old and I wasn't even playing basketball that much, but she was just like, okay, let's try the basketball team. And I got cut on those teams and I was upset just because of the embarrassment of getting cut. I didn't even belong on a basketball court period, let alone on the team at that time. But then when I got to high school and I got cut my ninth and 10th grade years, I, it wasn't a surprise to me because I knew that I wasn't that good of a player. And I could see that the other players around me, they were better and they had more experience. So it made sense that I got cut from the team. So it wasn't, it was disappointing, but it wasn't devastating. Now my junior year, I thought I was actually ready, but I didn't play too well at tryouts. I just got a bad matchup with a guy who was older and he was a senior. He was stronger than me and he just kind of scored on me a bunch of times. So I knew I wasn't going to make the team that year. And then my senior year, I was ready and I did actually make it. So when it came to getting cut, and your question was, what allowed me to kind of get through it? Yeah, keep going. Because I think a lot of people, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, life, business, sports, um, mm -hmm. you know, those, those first couple failures um, knock them down for good. And anybody who I've seen with any level of success, you know, one of the reasons that they were successful is because they kept showing up. So what right. what inside of you um, drove you to keep showing up? I've always been a competitor. I've always been the type of person who uh, I wanted to compete. And this is why sports was a natural progression for me. And you can compete in other things as well, but I was always athletic and then competitive. So sports made perfect sense. And I realized this by looking around by uh, deductive reasoning, just looking at the other kids around me, I couldn't have explained this back then, but I noticed that from ninth grade to 10th grade to 11th grade, fewer and fewer kids in my grade tried out for the basketball team because after they got cut, many got cut the freshman year, didn't try out after that. And then some got cut the sophomore year, they didn't come back the junior year. And my senior year was hardly any seniors tried out for the team who weren't already on the team. So the, the competition actually got less just because I kept showing up. I just continued to show up. And that actually became a competitive advantage for me. And that has continued to work throughout my life in sports and outside of sports is just continuing to show up and eventually other people just stop showing up. It's not that you are necessarily better than them. You just outlasted them in one thing, which is the persistence and the uh, the discipline of showing up consistently. So it was that combined with the fact that I was you know, technically getting better and the fact that I said, okay, I'm not going to do what everybody else is doing. So the deductive reasoning was I'm looking around, I see what everybody else is doing. Well, how am I going to stand out or be different or win, so to speak, in any way in life, Matt, if I'm just doing the same things that everybody else is doing? And I've always been that type of thinker, even before I could have put it into words. But I'm looking around and I see everyone else is kind of doing this because everybody else is doing it. Right? So it's almost like a, a cycle repeating itself. I said, okay, how can I make myself different from everybody else? Okay, I got to do something that everybody else is not doing. Well, what's one thing I can do? I can show up when they're not showing up. So it was just simple to me. And that's really how I developed my game because, again, I come where I come from, it's not like I had access to an indoor gym. I didn't have a trainer. So I'm on outdoor parks practicing. And the time that I built my game was in the summers when it was, quote, unquote, too hot for everybody else to be outside, 12 in the afternoon. That's the time when I would go out there and practice because I knew I could get the court to myself and I could practice and I could get better because I knew I needed to get better. 
And then I would go home for a little while, eat, and I would come back around six when everybody came outside and played with everyone. But I knew I had to get that extra work in. So that was always my mindset, even before I could have explained it. I love it. The get better every day mindset was implanted. You didn't even know it. So I want to highlight something because this is pure gold um, because it applies to everything. It applies to life and, and health and business. You continue to show up and you realize that round after round after round, in your case, you know, the different years of, of high school basketball, less people were showing up, especially those ones who have tried out and failed. This is how great businesses uh, end up surviving and thriving is that they outlast others. So for the Get Better Everyday listener, I want to make sure that they heard that, they get that. Uh, a lot of high-level performers, in your case, you know, professional basketball career, in your case, you know, speaking and books and, and the entrepreneurial journey, it's the same formula. You show up, you get better every day, and you outlast others who might at the first hurdle or the second hurdle, just throw in the towel and give up. So um, that's, that's awesome, man. I love, I love that story. I love, I love the stories that aren't just, you know, oh, hey, I went after some goal and I just hard charging and, and I, and I achieved it. No, no roadblocks in my way. Cause that's just not real. That's not how, how life works. Um, right. I'd love for you to talk to us about uh, work on your game, because I know you're taking all these fundamentals and and you're teaching folks, which I commend you for. I know you've been on uh, YouTube longer than most people realize YouTube's been around, right? Um, and with the basketball stuff and the entrepreneurial stuff, um, what what was the foundation for work on your game? And what are you know some snippets from that you'd love to share with the Get Better Everyday listener? The foundation met was a video I made in 2009. I was in a 24-hour fitness. And at this time, I had a nice little audience of players and players who are watching me on YouTube, but I was only putting my content out sporadically at the time. And these players were always asking for tips and advice and help on getting better because they saw that I was a, a, a resource for them. And one thing that I realized was that a lot of these players weren't really practicing as much as they needed to be, but they were watching YouTube maybe more than they were even practicing. So I made this video where I just said to them, listen, you all see where I'm at because I actually recorded this in a 24-hour fitness at four in the morning. I just happened to have my camera with me because this is right when I was starting to realize content is a thing. So let me have my camera with me everywhere I go just in case I get an idea. And I'm recording this video and I said to the players, the reason why many of you can't play is because you all are watching me practice, but you're not practicing. All right. So you're playing Xbox, you're hanging on the corner, you're watching YouTube, but you're not actually developing the abilities that you see that I have. So what you all need to do is stop watching YouTube, stop watching my video and go work on your game. And I said that in the video and a lot of players really love that phrase, that work on your game phrase. And a lot of people just started repeating that back in the comments. And I would see people in the streets in Miami and they would say it back to me. So I realized that that phrase what I loved about it was that it encompassed everything. It, it wasn't limited to sports. So the foundation of it became over time, as I started talking about the mindset piece, which came about a year or so after that moment, was discipline showing up every day to do the work, uh, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, mental toughness to keep showing up and putting yourself out there even when the success you've expected has yet to occur, and the personal initiative to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Those became the foundational pieces of, of working on your game as far as the mindset goes. And then as we got to working with entrepreneurs, we added in strategy systems and accountability. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, and a quote that just popped into my head. Um, from my friend Matt Ishbia, who happens to own the the Phoenix Suns, and he and he played yeah. ball, albeit you know off the bench at, at Michigan State. Um, 
if if your screen time outweighs your practice time, don't complain to me about your play time. Some, something to that effect, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's more relevant than ever, you know, whether it's it's kids or or even, you know, young adults. If if you're, you know, watching more basketball than you're playing, like that that applies right. to anything. You got to put in the work. There's no replacement for getting out there with a ball. In your case, you know, it's not a fancy indoor gym. It's it's out out outdoors and and you said you grew up in Philly, right? So that was out out on the playground in Philadelphia. Um right. and and I think that that's something that might get lost on on some of the younger generation is uh, uh another great quote from just a buddy of mine, you know, don't talk about it, be about it. Right. Like talk about basketball and, and and watch basketball more than you're out there actually practicing the game of basketball. Um, right. And then insert any word you want, whether it's mortgage, real estate, business venture in in, mm-hmm. in for basketball. And, and you've got to do there's no replacement for for doing the work. So um, as far as as doing the work, uh, what's 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 the latest uh, thing that you're up to? What's what's your main focus now? Um, on the entrepreneurial journey? The biggest thing now is we just want to make work on your game ubiquitous. And when we talk about personal and professional development, so uh, when you say just do it, everybody knows what that means. Uh, that's Nike, how Nike's established in the athletic apparel space, or just when it comes to sports, period. And we want work on your game to be that when it comes to personal and professional development, because, I mean, the phrase works. I mean, we just need to get more people to know about it. And most of your audience, I bet, never heard of me before we had this conversation. So uh, my job, our job over here is to get the word out about what work on your game is, where it came from, and know why it's valuable to people and spread it at far and wide. That's the biggest thing, big picture that we're working on. Right. Yeah. And I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So, so I'm behind you. I'm going to share it as much as I can. Um, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's business, um, if you want to get better every day, uh, the, the key ingredient is, is to work on your game. So, um, dreallday.com. I know you've got, um, your, your YouTube channel as well. Anywhere else people can, can find you, follow you. Um, um, yeah, probably most active social media wise on Instagram. Instagram is just my name at Dre Baldwin, but we're on every platform. I was just looking the other day on somehow on TikTok, the numbers are starting to get bigger on TikTok. I don't even open the app. My assistant does all the posting, but TikTok, we're eventually, we just been posting there every day for a long time. And now all of a sudden, kind of what we've been talking about. Now the numbers are starting to pick up on TikTok. So I'm on there. I'm on every other app and, uh, work on your game. University.com is our, our main uh, site where we do all our stuff right now. Awesome, man. I appreciate your time so much, Dre. Uh, I'll continue to follow you. And, and uh, one thing I'm starting to do now is, is, is follow up. So maybe we'll follow up with you in a year and, and see, see where that's at. And uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to, to work on my game. I know you continue to work on your game. Thanks again, Dre. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate the opportunity. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.